When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Eric and Jessica Carrier, the hosts of the Prairieland Paranormal Podcast. If you're looking for a show that explores all things paranormal with dramatic storytelling, historical research, relevant science, and witness accounts, check out our show online at www.prairielandparanormalpodcast.com or through your favorite podcast player. Fearscape Media Network, exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. with us on march 17th anywhere you listen to podcasts we look forward to having you and our special guests on with us so we can't wait to put out this episode me and Lindsay are so excited for our anniversary come party with us see you soon bye bye Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic episode of The Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. I am your host, Stefan Gearhart, not to be confused with the other host, which is Josh Rutledge. What up, Josh Mr. Drutledge? <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Uh Drutledge. It's like Druthers. Dr- but with a J. But yeah, right. Drut Drutledge. <laughs> Yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyways, thank you, Josh, for joining me every week as we talk about the weird stuff and how the it all weirdness. converges together in this strange Come on, we'll get down that we with the weirdness. paranormal. Uh, this week, we've got a great show. We've got we're going to be uh, digging deeper with the host of the UAP studies 
podcast, Mr. Jason Gillimet. Uh, we're really super pumped to have this man on the show. Uh, our good buddy Chris Plain just recently was on his show, uh, who we love from the debrief. Uh, so, you know, we're in good company. If Chris uh, thinks this guy's worth a darn, well, we do too. Yeah, well, so. we do too. That's right. <laughs> so we're Chris very excited to the- talk all things UAPs, cattle mutilations, whatever we get into. Whatever it happens. It's, it's, it's almost going to be a pandemonium. Oh, it was pandelirium. I was there and I thought, oh, Margaret still got my casserole dish. <laughs> Where's that from? Do you remember that? Uh, no, but it sounds like JD said it. No, Jeff Foxworthy said it. <laughs> oh, man, I never said a thing like that. Hush, hush. You ain't, you have not been introduced to the unex folks uh yet so you you calm down there buddy (laughs) okay y'all will get to meet the jersey devil soon i promise uh but before we get to jason uh we're gonna hit our segments of the week and this week we've got uh our first one as usual and then we're gonna be hitting up some bigfoot sightings so i'm super pumped about that so let's get to our first segment josh which is psychic word of the week and now Psychic word of the week. Woo! Psychic word of the week, Josh. Brought to you by the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary by Junji Bletzer, PhD. Rest in peace, honey bear. We love you, but we never even knew you. Uh, so, as you can see here uh, or hear here, we have the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary. Here, here. Flip through the pages, flipping through the pages. <laughs> This week, I landed on page 386, and the phrase that uh, I came across here was, um, where'd it go? Uh, No, this one's a a weird one. I can't pronounce. Megha Ragha. Megha Ragha. Nice, nice roll of the tongue there. Thank you. Megha Ragha. Uh, This comes from Hinduism, uh, and it says that it is music of a fixed melodic scale composed to summon courage when played. Hindus understand the power of music, so it is played as a melody for midday in the rainy season as a way to encourage them, I guess, to stay strong because their monsoons are nuts. Yeah, yeah. They're nuts. So, yeah. Interesting. Yep. So we've got the Megha Ragha. Um, and that was a little short, Josh. So I'm going to look over at the page next to us, too. And I want to do another one because I can't. It keeps grabbing my eye. And it's called mediumized. I think this is the opposite of supersized. Okay. McDonald's. Yeah. Um, but no, mediumized says pertains to one who has mediumistic perispirate. That's a weird word. Perispirate fluid within their nervous system which allows the etheric world guide to use them as an instrument for physical phenomena. One is born mediumized or acquires it through sitting for development over a period of time. Etheric world alchemist changes the medium's body chemistry so it contains this perispirate fluid. Medium must have the desire to sit patiently and repetitiously and allow it to unfold. I wonder if that's uh, like ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. I was thinking the exact same thing. I mean, it, so maybe that's where ectoplasm comes from. You have to have this in your body in order to be able to produce ectoplasm. Because, like I've, uh, you know, that uh, documentary that, or the book that Leslie Keen wrote, and then mm-hmm. the documentary that was on Netflix, 
you know they talk about how the ectoplasm just kind of like oozes out of um, the trans medium and so maybe they have to have this stuff in place in order for the ectoplasm to come forth yeah for sure I mean I've just pulled up ectoplasm and mediumship is at the bottom so uh, that does make sense but oh, man I never thought about it like that way my sister who is a born medium I'm like sorry to tell you Trish but you're filled with perispit fluid <laughs> <laughs> now Trish I want you to stay still yeah. because you're filled with perispit fluid now your brother here he's dry as a bone so we're gonna make him sit for a while yeah. as the etheric guide fills him up with his perispit fluid I mean can you tr- can you <laughs> can you donate perispit fluid to other non perispic fluid having people i guess uh you know if you've got some smalls out there that need to become mediums you know so they need a little extra perispirate like if you're an extra large you need to give a little bit yeah to the i mean if you're a large even yeah now if you're a medium you could probably get by but you're only able to communicate with the recently dead what if you're like you know a youth size small or something i don't know what if you're a youth minister they probably have it note, too. On that note, let's go ahead and get to our second segment. I'm going to cut you off right there. The theologian just jumped in his chair in anger. Um, the theologian's a friend of ours. Um, but anyways, I'm going to jump to our, our next segment before we get to Jason uh, from the UAP Studies podcast, which is the Bigfoot sighting of the week. Josh, Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, Skunk Ape, Sighting of the Week. What do we got and where it's from, sir? Yep. So this actually is coming from BFRO.net, which is which is really, you know, the, the only sighting place that I know of that captures all Bigfoot type sightings. Um, but uh, this actually happened in 1981 in uh, the fall, uh, specifically November 7th. Um, it happened in Cove, Arizona, which I looked up is like the almost the very north easternmost corner of Arizona. I mean, it's like okay. way up there. It's above Flagstaff. It's above. So you're getting towards Flag. Colorado, and yeah, it's like, like it, yeah, it's it's way up there, and it's it's that actually the Luca Chuki Mountain Range. Ooh, that makes me want to dance, Josh. Luca Chuki, Luca Chuki, Luca Chuki. Um, so yeah, it's uh says here that it was my first day of the 1981 Navajo deer season. I have hunted these Luka Chuki mountains for deer through my teenage years with my brother, uncle, and cousins. I was 20 years old then. It was about 7 a.m. November 7th, 1981, when our hunting crew reached the top of the mountain southwest of Cove, Arizona. The weather was cold and shifting fog. The ground was frozen from the drizzle the night before. Two cousins and I were to walk the upper mountain ridge that arced to the northwest. I packed my day pack and loaded my rifle. By then, my cousins had already walked ahead of me on on a well-used trail, which rounded a hill to a saddle, which splits the mountain range. 
I wanted to catch up with them, so I instead of following the trail, I climbed up the hill and over. As I reached the top and began to go down the other side, I stopped and yelled my cousin's name to locate them. I first heard crashing of oak brush below me 40 to 50 yards to my left. I could not believe what I was seeing. Walk downhill on two legs. The oak brush was about armpit high on the thing. By then the smell had reached me, which was musky, wet, smelly, hair, undescribable scent. I was shocked. The thought of shooting it came to mind as I watched it through my rifle scope. But it walked too similar to be human, and I did not want to shoot. I watched it walk down to the big trail below, about 70 to 80 yards, and then into the forest. I then hurriedly made my way down to the north, towards the forest road we came up on, and stayed on the road back to the meeting area in the northwest end of the ridge. I think it followed because of the movement I could hear in the oak brush while walking on the road. I shot once to scare whatever was moving in the oak brush. What I saw was a very large black hairy bean that walked upright on two legs. The upper body was broad and muscular. The hair appeared coarse. The smell was bad. I can only say what I saw that day was a Bigfoot. So I'm going to assume it had big feet. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, you would have to have big feet to support that kind of frame. You know? Well, and you know what they say about Sasquatch with big feet, right? It, it's Bigfoot? Didn't know that they leave big prints. Ah. Uh, yeah! Uh-huh, like, no. <laughs> like like the uh, Purple Rain kind of prints, or? No, no. Uh, <laughs> like the prints you get at the uh, the the photo mat. Oh, right, right, right. Some, some uh, JCPenney... Um, Olin Mills. Olin I'm... Mills. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you for sharing that, Josh. Um, I am starting to hear some more Sasquatch stories here in Arizona. Um, you know, of course, we talked about briefly the Magolan monster up there in yeah. the uh, Magolan Rim um, and stuff like that. I'd love to ask Shane Hurd, our friend that works for MUFON, uh, oh, yeah. you know, if he knows of any cryptid stuff because um, he's got to dip his fingers into other paranormal stuff as well. Um, but anyways, uh, just a reminder. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the UNX Network, the new mainstream uh, where we are here uh, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you're listening on on paranormal radio uh you can always find out more information on the unx network at unxnetwork.com or just follow on all the socials uh so you can find out all the other great shows great shows whitley striver's got a show uh our buddy yeah. ryan sprague who's going to be on the show here in a few weeks he's got his show is on there chris uh christina gomez our right. bffles uh she's got a show on there i mean Jimmy Church, everybody is on Mike, there. Uh, Micah Hanks has a show. Micah Hanks is on there. Yeah. Billy Carson, we took his slot. Uh, we got Billy Carson's on there on Saturday, so I'm super excited to be uh, in a room full of my mentors and friends. So yeah, uh, it's really really awesome. But you can check that out, and don't forget to check out the Fearscape Media Network at fearscapemedia.com, uh, our home base. Uh, and uh, go to the convergenceenigma.com where you can find our archived episodes, even back from when we were Fearscape, a paranormal podcast. Lots yep. of really, really great stuff. Um, just a lot of great of interviews, interviews, conversations, topics. Yep, it's great and stuff. All that stuff. Anywho, 
Uh, if you're ready, I know I'm ready. Let's go ahead and get to the host of UAP Studies Podcast, Jason Gillamette. All right, we are here, ladies and germs, with our special guest. We are going to be digging deeper tonight uh, with our special guest, host of the UAP Studies podcast, Jason Gilmet. How are you, sir? I am very good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. You know, I had a rough morning this morning. Work was a little tough. You know, uh, the dog got sick before. I left for work and stuff like that, Josh. Well, that all sounds very depressing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a Monday. Yeah. yeah. Just a, well, yeah. That's it's a Monday on a Thursday. That's so. Mon- Monday on a Thursday. Um, no, I actually had a good day. Um, doing pretty good because looking forward to this interview. So I'm excited. Yeah. I was sad to see Josh though, but yeah, other than that, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you can't have your video off when you're going to use something on YouTube though. So yeah. <laughs> just make um, a puppet for myself. But yeah, Jason, like I said, we are very excited. We love your podcast, man. And oh, um, anybody that talks about weird stuff like we do, we're always behind. Um, like I just said, recently you had our good friend Chris Plain on the show from The Debrief, uh, which our folks know we work at The Debrief as well with Chris. And we've had Chris on the show as well. Yeah. Good times. Um, but I love, love your podcast intro where it talks about from sightings to abductions, academy mutilations to field research, 5e contact and anything and I'm like, yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's study it all, right? Let's study let's, it all. Yeah, so how yeah. did you how did you get in like interested in all of this? I got I know it's the cheesiest normal question ever, but it's a good starting point and I do want to know. Well, it was an obsession since the age of 13. So when I was 13, my uh, twin brother and I we're coming back home from a friend's house and we were you know pretty poor when we were kids so we had one bike one bike for twins so you know you should get no yeah it's just you know they're, uh, they're one, called pegs yeah. yeah oh man yeah we all had some pegs dude remember like sitting in front you know like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. double bike yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so that's what my brother was doing i was on the handlebars and all of a sudden we just get hit with this intense red light out of nowhere my brother just stops the bike because we can't see anything and once the eyes adjusted i thought it was a transformer that had blown right near a telephone pole so we look so not up. an optimus prime not yeah. an optimus prime just okay. just to be on the safe side uh <laughs> but yeah i looked up and it wasn't that so i just kept looking up and directly above our heads maybe 80 feet was this cylinder object now people say tic-tac but back then it was cigar shaped right yeah yeah uh and it had just this perfect beam of light underneath it you know when you flash a flashlight on the ground there's some light pollution right this does not have that it's just like perfectly cut like a thick laser yeah yeah, and that's what we were under. So it actually flew from behind us, hmm. caught us by surprise. We didn't know it was there until it was too late. It was already above us. And then it just sort of just kept going. And it wow. went above a, a row of houses, turned, went above some trees. I went into full record mode like, holy crap. Right. Everybody that's ever said they've seen something is credible now in my book yeah because like i've seen one 80 feet above my head so <laughs> and your was... brother's like i can't see anything your fat head's in the way yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly. what brothers do yeah man, that's intense man and, and yeah. it has to be great to have someone share that with you so you know that what you saw was legit but you know what was messed up is that i kept thinking that i had this experience with a friend of mine not my twin brother 
<laughs> and when I mentioned that to my twin brother later on a few years ago, he's like, no, it was me, you idiot. I was the one who was with you. I was mm. like, right. Like, how did I forget that detail? Like, no, I just we, focused. Yeah, We talk about yeah. it on the show. My abduction experience that I had when I was really, really little, I thought was a dream for the longest time. I just thought it was a dream that I had and things like that. And I halfway mentioned it to my sister and she filled in the blanks. And she was like, wait, how did, did I tell you my dream? And then it went from there and we were like oh my god and then we approached my mother and my mother's like oh my god yes she doesn't know about the abduction part but she remembers picking us up at this guy's house we were like there was an old man with a beard looked like the guy that hung out with Heidi in the woods and she's like yes you guys were gone for two days like it's just crazy oh wow and I just thought it was a dream for the longest time so I, yeah. I I'm with you. you you know you when you have those kid memories you replace or you fill in or you or like my instance you make it a dream or, mm -hmm. or whatever but man that's yeah that's, wh what part of the world are you was that in uh i was in cadillac quebec so that's like a good ways up the province mm -hmm. uh, up north and yeah. um it, it's so small that if you sneeze when you drive past it you missed it you know like it's a very small town yeah so it's n it's not going to be a ups plane right you know <laughs> yeah exactly and there was no planes around that area at all it's a small mining town which is interesting because i found out later on that mines and mm -hmm. these things are very yep. much you know yep. that's there's I a mean, connection that's a that's the nature of our show now. You know, one of the reasons we switched gears to the Convergence Enigma was all of that idea of the hollow earth, mines, caves, and possibilities of ultra-terrestrials, meta-terrestrials, any of that mm -hmm. stuff. It yeah. all just somehow connected, man, and that uh, we're with you yeah. yeah, on that. So even cooler that you so the, have found that out later on about your own area. <laughs> yeah. So did the red, the red light that kind of uh, illuminated you all, uh, did it stay on as it flew over those houses and trees or did it go off after it left you all? It, it stayed on. And wow. yeah, it just beamed the houses as it went through. And I just remembered like by the time it went over the treetops, it was lighting every single branch on the trees as it mm. was flying above them. And that's just when I my mind was blown that that had just happened, right? Yeah. And it's 1994. I mean, there's no cameras or anything, but man, I never shut up about it since that day. Like, I talked to everybody about it, and I've just oh. been, yeah, I, I wear my, my UAP, uh, you know. Uh, underwear. Underwear <laughs> on my sleeve. <laughs> on my sleeve. I want everybody they to see They don't fit it. anymore. You were 13. <laughs> and all. <laughs> you were 13. No, man, I agree. And, you know, that uh, another reason why we do this show is we let, you know, hey, you guys aren't alone. This stuff happened. Um, but one question I have about the light, and you may have mentioned this already, was what was the brightness of it? Like, how bright was it? Like, street light bright or like you know, the red lights and the brakes of a car, you know? Like, uh, you ever see Hollywood movies when, uh, or how they make Hollywood movies and they turn on those like spotlights that are mm -hmm. intense. I'm, yeah. I'm a I theater would, kid. So yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it was a set of that directly oh. above us. Just mm. pow, it just hit us out of nowhere. And you said uh, you felt it too, like the heat from it. Yeah, the, well, there was just like a vibration yeah. to it a mm. bit. Right. So uh, I just remember like just being what the hell. And just looking down, all the rocks were lit up red. All the hair on my arm was lit up red mm. before I was able to actually look and see what the heck was above our heads. But by the time I did, I was like, just jaw dropped. Like, I can't, it's I crazy couldn't believe to think it. think that as kids, 
we don't spend day after day after day after day talking about this with the person yeah. we're with, we kind of write these things off, right? Because yeah. we're kids, and to us, movies are a lot more real than they are to other people. So we're kind of, and uh, especially you know, like '80s and '90s kids, like that. It was all about kids doing adventures and and things like that. I mean, I yeah. remember explorers; they went to outer space, right? So it's yeah. like, I. It, you know, because as adults, we would be talking about this every hour of every day for months on end if this was me and my brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But as kids, we don't. Like, it's yeah. weird. But we've we've seen different things. Uh, you know, he's continued seeing sightings. I've had another sighting with my wife a few years into our marriage. So there's like, we, we keep seeing stuff every once in a while, yeah. when, which I keep thinking, it's not just me. This is everybody. Everybody has sightings like oh, yeah. and has one or two in their lifetime. So we all know that this stuff is happening. It's just having a discussion. Uh, I found that personally, there's people that have had incidences that don't know me from Adam, right? Mm-hmm. But they'll just lean in like, I saw them once, you know. <laughs> yep, we get that <laughs> what, too. Yeah, I'm like, there's yeah. something about us, those that are open about it, because yeah. I've always said before that it's kind of like buying a Jeep. All of a sudden, you see Jeeps everywhere, right? Yeah. This is that same thing. It's like once you see yeah. it, you can't unsee it. And or I, a I, word. You ever yeah, get a word, a word that you never heard before, never and, heard, and all of a sudden you hear it everywhere? Everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is that same thing. And it's like you. I have yet to meet someone that's had a single experience. They will always have had at least two, uh, even three or multiple, because I feel like it's like it almost unlocks. Boy, I'm going to get to metaphysical here, but it's like it almost unlocks that third eye and opens it up and says, boom, you can now see. Like, Well, we all have this, I think, innate sense. Like, you know, when you're in a room with somebody and you just get the vibes from that person that they're not a good person. <laughs> yeah, uh, Josh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you, but yeah, you get, I know what to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, usually that's your instincts telling you there's something wrong with it. So that's because what that person is actually thinking met, you know, there's an actual air around them. Mm-hmm. I, I think we all have that sense of being able to, to a certain degree, communicate without ever having to say anything. Mm-hmm closest thing to telepathy that we have we all have that feeling right yeah um but yeah i forgot where i was going with this well i, just, I can add to that and say yeah. johnny l tenny we had him on once and he had talked about the internet still gives us that ability it is this two-way mirror um when we do these video chats and stuff like that because i can still feel that when we have a guest on that something feels weird about like uh, even though we're two thousand miles away they're in Ohio and I'm, I'm here in Arizona, right? I can still feel it, that there's still something in. And John believes that those metaphysical energies are able to travel through the air, through the wires, through all that, that it still exists, that you can still feel that air through. He said, but it's not the same, like just watching something on TV. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not the same. But us being able to do like this, we can still feel that because we've got our visual cues. We've got our microphone. We still got mm. these things and it still travels it's it's interesting he calls it the what is something like the magic technology or ritual of technology or something like that. Yeah. i can't remember i i dislike it when i get a guest that comes on and they don't put on their um their screen and i, I can't gauge oh, yes. where i'm at with them and it just it throws me off so Damn. bad like Damn. i yeah i'm like yeah, i end yeah. up editing just like so much of it because I start babbling and I can't I don't know if the person's even paying attention <laughs> paying right attention. Yeah. yes yeah. 100% yeah. man I yeah 
we, one of the reasons we loved the Zoom thing was because it did. It got us off the phone. You know, it got us this all of a sudden. We could see them, even though we weren't going to use the video back in the day. Right. It was great because we could still laugh and, and see fa- facial cues that would make us understand that, oh, you're getting ready to talk or Josh is getting ready to talk or mm-hmm. or vice versa. So yeah, it's it's interesting, man. Very, very good. Well, uh- so I was going to jump back a little bit. You know, we were talking about um, how, you know, all these people that you kind of run into or inter- interact with, how they'll lean in and say, hey, I've, I've, I've had a signing of my own. I, I saw a study. Um, it was done by, back in the 80s, I think, that um, took the number of people who had come forth with a sighting, you know, looking like looking at MUFON data, for example. And then if you took that as a sample size and extrapolate that out, then really it's something like six or seven out of 10 people have had a sighting only like, you know, two or three out of 10 report it, but really it's a much larger number that have actually had a sighting. And so I I would argue that there's probably a very small population of the world at this point who hasn't seen something. They they are the minority. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're a lot more comfortable with the concept now than we ever have. Oh yeah. Yeah, You know, like everybody I talk to are like, yeah, bring it on. Like whatever it is, you know, we'll, we'll take it. So well, sure, the boomers, uh, the boomers are still just, they are stained with cold war. They will always think it's the commies up in the sky. You know, I think that was, that was the perfect excuse for the government to say, oh, it's, it's Russia. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like the perfect excuse but the younger generations were like, well, you know, we now I still had the Cold War. I don't know how old everybody else is, but it's like I still had the Cold War of the 80s. But most of the, we had X-Files. We had everything going up yeah. to that. And it became more of a believer society as opposed to a science fiction society. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say if Jason was 13 and 94, we're probably all around the same age. Yeah. So, um, Oh, I didn't think about that. I don't, man. I have a theater degree. (laughs) I'm 40 and I'm proud. Yeah, Yeah. I'm 40. So, yeah. But um, the other thing is, I think that with the government, uh, with, you know, kind of officially making a stance now and saying, yes, UAPs, UFOs, whatever you want to, you know, call them, they're real. You know, it's no longer a a question when you see somebody, it's no longer a question of do you believe in UFOs? Because there's no believing in UFOs. It's something that's unidentified. Right. It's 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 do you believe instead? The question is, do you believe they are extraterrestrial? Do you believe they are interdimensional? You know, whatever. Do you believe there's a government with advanced weaponry, whatever? But but the question is no longer do you believe in UFOs? That's been. Yeah. And so I think the, you know, the kind of um, when the government did that, when they officially took that stance, you know, it was on 60 minutes and, and the, 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 the mainstream people saw it where we've been living it for a long time. The more uh, masses of the world saw it. I wonder if that really opened up people to be able to say, you know what, it's OK for me to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. it's like my dad, man, my dad um loves alien stuff like he's a big ancient astronaut guy like he read chariots of the gods when he was younger and things like that but he never talked to me about it and he knew that i had this paranormal podcast he listened to it occasionally like dad's proud dads do. and um but once all that stuff came out and he saw it on 60 minutes always he was always like well did i ever tell you that i saw this thing when i was 15 i'm like no so now the 60 minutes (laughs) says talk to your son about it he's got a damn show 
Yeah. He talks about this stuff like, come on, man. But it's true. And I have so many more people since that happened last year um, where the uh, government talked about it and had their study report and all that. More people just coming out of the woodworks. And we've been doing this four years. More people coming out of the woodworks since then sending us stories, talking to us, a family and friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll you'll get that because once they know that you're cool with the subject or that you take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've I've remembered uh, co-workers kind of laughing when one of the clients came in and they mentioned, oh, this guy's a UFO guy. Ha ha yeah, ha. Because I just started it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I just joined MUFON. I was quite happy about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, the co-workers leave and it's just me and the, the customer. And then the customer's like, hey, man, I need to tell you something. <laughs> Uh, I saw some orbs, man. Like, you know, right. I just I just realized that people just ha 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 poo poo the subject whenever it's brought in. Somebody starts laughing at it. But uh, it's it's not something to laugh at anymore. I mean, it, it really is an interesting thing that it, 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 and that is something I've seen as well, that in in like a larger group setting, if at least one person laughs about it, nobody will talk about it. Yeah. But you get them alone, like two or three people in a room. They're like an open book, and they'll tell you all about oh, their experiences. That's what how happened they were to me. Probed when they were twelve, you know the whole. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to me. I mean, same thing at work, you know, because I am. I'm the UFO ghost cryptid guy. Everybody knows, and yeah, well, like new people come in, or I'll meet new people, and they'll talk about it. Ha 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 ha! Everybody laughs, and then all of a sudden, I get this message on Teams, Microsoft Teams. It's like, hey man, can I tell you something? And sometimes it's anonymous. Sometimes it's like, I just want to come clean about this. This woman who's super christian all this crazy stuff she was like i have this story where i'm pretty sure i was taken from this earth and i saw the earth and i met these aliens and all this stuff but i ain't i'm not a satanist that's what she said to me a satanist right you know because that whole thing and i was like yeah i would love you i said tell me your story she's like well i don't know it's not very long blah blah i'll just write it to you and then she was like you know what can you record me do you want to record me it was 45 minutes and we ended up doing it as a bonus episode (laughs) over christmas break because she was and she was the whole time she was like i'll tell you jesus said no but they said they was jesus and i was like i don't think you're jesus (laughs) it was the best story like ever 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 and she was so hesitant she wanted to be anonymous and then she was like my name is carla robinson (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a hoot yeah she was so happy that someone was just believing what she was saying that it just like it was pouring out of her man it was it was it was intense it's it's like we're uh you know we're we're confessionals for for people who you know, have been holding it in. We are the priests of the space brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you show me where the grays touch you on this puppet, sir? Yes. <laughs> uh, so um, I don't I don't know. I, I feel like maybe uh, you might be like me in that when you walk outside on a clear night, you have you're like compelled to look at the stars. Is that yeah. true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Even um, on a clear day, I'll, I'll look at the sky, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was starting to see way more daytime stuff, Josh and I. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, you know, I've, I've seen some, some bright flashes of light in broad daylight that like, it's no way there's a satellite rotating around that it's bouncing off of. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's the, 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 the normal excuses of debunkers don't fit in daytime sightings. So yeah. Yeah. They have a hard time. Yep. So, um, so you had an experience. You've had an experience since you said with your wife. Your brother continues to have experiences. Um, have you ever actually gone out 
so something that Steph and I have done a couple times uh, is a CE5. Have you ever done a CE5? I've never done one. No. So, uh, you know, um, what's that word when you say, hey, we we don't agree to this, but uh, <laughs> I can't think of that word. Um, but anyways, we're not big Stephen Greer fans, but we okay. love us some CE5. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it I fits think- that it fits that metaphysical pagan side of me. You know, it kind yeah. of like, it just I like that meditation stuff. It fits in there. But Greer, I think so, is just are- a little bit of a cult leader, but. Are you familiar with what CU5 is? I, I am familiar with the concept of it. I've okay. never attempted to do it myself, but. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say that you don't really need the app uh, unless you want to drop 20 bucks uh, okay. on an app. There's uh, an Steve, app for it. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's the thing that irritates me the most is that you spend this money on this app. And it, it sounds like he put his phone on his kitchen table and then recorded <laughs> this meditation <laughs> that you're supposed to do. I where I just want to be like, Stephen, can I can I redo this and send it, yeah. put a little music behind it and just send Something. it back to you? Yeah. It's all, it's it's all like, echoey. Like like he went um, in the bathroom at work. Yeah, yeah, so I'm taking a dump right now, but uh make sure you guys are like uh <laughs> resting and relaxing. Like yeah, yeah it's pretty uh, frustrating. Yeah, and he charged twenty bucks for it. That's awesome. Twenty bucks for the app, and there's not like it's not like there's a free version that's you know got fifteen thousand ads. It's it's twenty bucks or nothing. Yeah, and there's supposed to be a mechanism where you can connect to other CE five people around you. I've had mixed results with that, um, but yeah, I mean the but the basis of a CE five is right. You're just going out, you're centering yourself, and you're putting all of your thought into reaching out into the cosmos with your brain with your mind, whatever you want to say and trying to, you know, reach out and touch someone, uh, you know, dial home and then get them to kind of follow your brain waves back down to wherever you are on the planet earth in hopes that they'll do something. Um, show you some flashes or, yeah, or whatever lights or so we, we went out and did one, um, in the Arizona desert a few months ago and I uh, actually had a little EMF, you know, those, those uh, ghosts from green to red, you know, yeah. EMF detectors that a lot of uh, ghost investigators will use. So we had one of those on the ground and it just all of a sudden started lighting up and uh, Stefan played the tones from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Nice. And right, every time because I don't, played, again, I don't like his tones. Okay. Yeah. So his tones are boop, yeah. boop. <laughs> no, whatever because it came to him in a meditation or something happened i can't remember um and i was just like we're not getting any results this isn't happening we yeah. are literally in the middle of nowhere we should be getting we should at least be seeing a satellite for goodness yeah. sake. we're not even seeing satellites so i was like let's play the tones from close encounters of the third guy wouldn't it be cool if that actually worked right so it so it kind of did because yeah whenever it kind of did whenever he played those tones the emf light would light up the emf oh, wow. detector lights would yep. light up and we and had a, go all the way to red ghost box or two right yeah we had a ghost box out there too and it's like Wee! yeah so yeah it was uh and it was about 20 feet away from where we were sitting and uh, it would go like it would spike and we and the light they had four different corner lights on it it would light up and everything so yeah right. we well, were actually we know, getting some action and we know that Jacques Vallée and a number of other people Heineck were involved in the movie uh, and there's this black budget that fits part of the budget for the film as well and that we know that Spielberg had people come in and take 
cuts of the film and say, nope, you can't have this in there. So it's possible it was a real tone type thing that was used and they used it for authenticity. So who knows? Or it was used to, you know, to try to single out the people in society that actually know anything. Yeah, possible. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Terry Lovelace Mm -hmm. and uh, he was saying that basically his experience took place in 1977, right before that movie came out. And he was never able to watch that movie for like 30, 30 years, just unable to watch that movie because it scared the crap out of him. Oh, Mm. I bet. Yeah, because it just reminded him of his own experience. And I was like... Yeah, I, I could see that. If a yeah. movie came out in the same year that you've had an experience that, uh, you know, and he remembered everything. Like, it just came back to him like that. Yeah. So yeah. he we didn't need hypnosis. About fire in the sky. That, you know, yeah. being kids in the 90s and how that scared me and ha- remembering my dreams. of. of I'm so pissed. And- I'm so pissed because I thought that that was true. As for like so long, I, I figured like, oh man, they they were really brutal with him, and there was, yeah, they, you know, yeah, it's no. like that's not what happened at all. No, no. he's 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 very much a space brother. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You don't find that out unless you're watching Docs or reading his book, like, because yeah. yeah, the movie really horrified. <laughs> yeah, when he yeah. wakes up in that weird tomb of flesh with like he has to like poke his way out of the skin yeah. or whatever yeah. like, and don't get me wrong i mean his experience was still scary because it was unknown we always talk right. about it andrea perrin uh the the oldest daughter from the conjuring movie the right. real family andrea we had her on a long time ago and that's one thing in her book she talks about she's like we were frightened at first because we didn't know what else to be yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah i mean all the all the extra activities that were added in the movie um yeah it didn't happen um and you know like the, we talked about this with uh like the mothman prophecies book um oh, by john keel Ugh. you know uh, the movie the movie is like the last two chapters of the book i mean the book is oh, really? so much more in it okay oh, yeah, yeah we talk about that all the time stuff. the 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 book is is not even a memoir so to speak like the way the movie puts it it's not this story about a guy that everything happens like that again the the mothman stuff itself is a very small part of the book he's just literally talking about ufo flaps and stuff that happened in this area and woody derenberger's case and things like that just all this weirdness and the times he was hanging out with gray barker and all these guys and just his experience and his research into all of this and men in black stuff and all the stuff and then there's the stuff that's about mothman yeah. and, and right. his experience but even then it's not he, he didn't really have he just saw some stuff like. right <laughs> but yeah i mean it was more about how and this is where kind of where our kind of thoughts around you know this you know the the convergences that are happening is because you know he kind of explains it as he was there in west virginia ex- investigating uh ufo sightings and while he was there investigating UFO sightings, the Mothman situation happened. Um, and so, you know, he, he, he is, I guess, probably for me, at least the number one inspiration to really look at everything as somehow related to each other. Yeah. Him right. or Charles for it, one or the other. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, Keels, I believe coined the phrase ultra terrestrial, that idea that they, that they probably don't come from the, outer space they probably come from the earth you know yeah. like they've yeah. always been here 
So, it's, yeah. I, if you haven't read, I highly recommend it. It's actually the yeah. second book in a trilogy, Trojan, Operation Trojan Horse is the first one. And the third one, which is my favorite, is The Eighth Tower. Uh, amazing. But those three books are filled with amazing research. And basically everything that you think you know probably came from Keel. Like, yeah. it's, it's oh, incredible, well. man. Highly recommend those three books. Got my nephew on that. He's super pumped about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're going in trying to read a, a serialized version of the movie, mm, wrong. I, I hate, yeah, I hate it when they make a movie out of something. I'm never excited about it. Uh, even this whole new Lord of the Rings show that's coming out, I'm so shut, like, oh. You shut your mouth. Yeah, You're going to like it, and we're uh, going to love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to do, they're going to do good. So, yeah. It may be. Well, it's got to be better than the Similarian because that thing was like reading nails on a chalkboard. So that was painful, wasn't it? Yeah. I, just <laughs> it's anybody, worth it, but oh. yeah. Anybody got through that? I just remembered hating some chapters of it just because uh, it, it's just horrible, horrible. Like you basically got a Clockwork Orange. It. We're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading it. My eyeballs are held open. It's good. It's no. It's really okay. Oh, there's an interesting part. Four hours later. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, Jace, I did want to um, ask because we didn't get into this part, but it, so I'm sure that this inspired the UAP Studies podcast. But like, what? What? Why did you just go? You know what? I'm gonna do a podcast on this stuff. Uh, you know what? I had joined MUFON and I, I want to be an investigator. I'm like, okay, I'm 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 gonna do it. So I read the book and, and I figured, okay, I'm I'm good enough to start on my own. But the problem is is that, you know, if you've never done any of this stuff and you don't have a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. let's say that you live in, in nowhere Manitoba and you're you <laughs> wanna start, you know, uh investigating, you don't have a mentor to teach you, so how do you do that? Yeah. And I thought, well, why don't I just ask the pros? Like, how how do they do it? Yeah. And that's how the concept of UAP studies, like, that's the point. It's every time somebody comes on, I learn from them. That's learn awesome. something I didn't know, right? Yeah, exactly what you guys are doing, right? So it's that that was the point. It's just get knowledge. And foremost is everybody having a, a voice on the podcast as well, which is really important. Like, everybody gets to say, everybody gets to express their views and stuff like that and there's no you know i, I never bombard the the not the audience but the guests with with questions that they're not comfortable with or anything like that yeah. so it makes it a lot more pleasant to have that serious discussion and i just get right into it like seriously like you know there's no wasting time we both know what's kind of happening here so let's talk about it right and uh that's you know been something that's been really cool like i get to talk to people that Jacques Vallée, for instance, like I never thought I would get that guy ever. Yeah, I know. I look at your list ever. and I'm like, oh, we've had them, had them. How did he get them? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and the thing is, I suck at like my requests to, to these people, right? Like I, I, I send them emails. And I'm like, look, I'm awful at my request for having people on the podcast. But would you please consider doing it? And then, you know, I send them a link or something. I've lucked out a few times, but there's sometimes people are just like, who is this guy? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's uh, that's part of podcasting, I guess, when you're yeah. Yeah. small lucky, time. Yeah. Lucky for us, you know, we're four years in and sometimes we're able to 
God, I hate doing it, but being like, well, you know, we had Kathleen murdered on the show already. She's a great friend of ours. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> yeah. kind of touted to just be like, hey, look, we're not just some yeah. jackhole out there. Like we, yeah. you know, asked this folks. They had a really good time. They told us this was one of their favorite things. So yeah. get on out there. And it does. And you just got to be brave. That's one thing Josh always says is like, you know, because we um, have a network that we created, Fairscape Media Network. And um, a lot of the other hosts, you know, they're always like, how do you guys get cast and blah, 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 blah. And we're like, if you don't ask, you'll never know. Yeah. And they, yeah. the girls that do Ghosts in the Attic, Bodies in the Basement, they do true crime slash paranormal. It's fantastic. And um, they talked about this author that they loved. And they had this feeling that the author liked their page. And so we taught them how to go look and see who liked their page. And sure enough, this New York best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author, did indeed like their page. And Josh was like, ask her to come on the show. It yeah. can't hurt. Five yeah. minutes after the email, the woman was like, yes, I would like to be on your show. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, if you, if, yeah. you, if you don't ask, you'll never know the answer, right? So, yeah, the the, the nicest turndown that I've had was from Buzz Aldrin. Oh. He just, oh, what a gentleman. Like, he just let me down easy. I'm like, woo, if he's oh. like that with the ladies. Yeah. He's, For us, he's it's Keanu good. Reeves. Yeah, we Keanu will Reeves. never stop trying to get Keanu Reeves on the show. Oh, nice. Because yeah, nice. he's a UFO buff. And so we've we we have we've hit his agent up. We've hit his manager up. We've hit him up. But he's always yeah. busy. And he's always just like, you know, his manager's always like, you know, he's really busy. He's really interested. But, you know, he's just really busy We're right busy, now. Yeah. You guys got to try to come down. Yeah. <laughs> But so, we will never stop, Keanu. I know you're listening. <laughs> just, just ask him after he's done the John Wick movie. And then That's what I'm we've sure, been waiting yeah. for. That's yeah. What yeah. Been waiting we're waiting for, for that. Um, I, I definitely want to suggest a guest for your show, and that's Ryan Musgrave Evans. Um, he wrote a book called The Crypto Terrestrials, um, Children of Orion. Um, he, man, let me tell you, we love this guy, and he yeah. has some intense theories about crypto terrestrials which again is closer to ultra terrestrials that a lot of the ets that are out there are actually these cts um and he's got experiences with them and and it's it's like nothing uh we will share some information with you after but he's yeah oh yeah crazy episode were we not expecting how good it was like yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so and we love sharing that man stuff if we get somebody cool man we love that stuff yeah, sometimes you get some guests that just blow you away, right? Like, yeah, uh, a lot of times yeah. it's the ones you don't yeah. realize. They're just, you know, somebody you're like, well, this guy would be kind of cool. Or they hit you up, right? Hey, I'll yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay, we got a spot <laughs> open. And then you're like, you need to come yeah. back every other week if you could. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the best podcast I've had in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so standard question that we haven't asked in a long time, Josh, is yeah. we obviously UAP studies. So we know you're a UFO guy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about ghosts and cryptos or cryptids? Uh, cryptids, I don't know too much about. Um, you're in Canada. They live there. I yeah. know. Right. <laughs> uh, but I don't know too much about the cryptids. Like I haven't spent much time studying it mm-hmm. uh, as far as ghosts. Well, I, I'm very open to the idea that, uh, yeah, we're not we're more than just this flesh and uh, meat carcass. Like there's more yeah. to us. So, yeah, I I, I definitely uh, think that ghosts is a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. I like Josh. Josh has this theory that he's had since he started uh, got on the show with me where he said that, man, maybe some of these poltergeists, some of these more physical ghosts are actually just aliens in camouflage, right? What if they're in your home looking for shit? Because 
you know, when we go to a place, we don't just collect animals and study them. We're collecting plant samples, dirt samples. We're looking, yeah. we're doing archaeological digs, poop samples. Digs, you know, poop yeah. samples. Well, I'm betting they do that as well, but they got to be camouflaged, right? Or they don't want to get shot. We don't want to get eaten. So we're we're smearing, you know, like poop on us so we don't get picked up by the tiger, you know? Like, yeah. Or a predator for if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right? Yeah, really. You know. <laughs> Danny Glover. Come on. Predator yeah. 2. Yeah. Right? Actually, I like Predator 2. That was I a good too. movie. I did yeah. too. It was a great movie. Yep. Yeah. Especially the dude with the dreadlocks who sees a predator with some dreadlocks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was oh, pretty yeah. good yeah no but um yeah you're right uh, something you know they operate maybe outside the field of our vision and they would know what we can see what we can't see yeah. this is the same way that we understand the way birds can see right uh yeah. we got a general knowledge of it so uh, yeah i mean it's i was talking to somebody the other day um you know, there's the the cones that we have in our eye that allows us to see colors and you know what, what we can see what how we interpret reality we have three cones right we have red blue and um green butterflies have five cones so imagine what they see i right. mean they just oh, I bet. so i mean the, the the point is is that the reality that we see is limited there is so much more happening in the world that yeah. we just don't know about we we just got five senses because that's all that we need to live in this reality. Right, right. But if we had more senses, like imagine even having the sense of a dog to be able to yeah. smell the way that a dog smells, like that would just change right. your perspective. Of it. You might be attracted to smelling poo for the same reason that they right. are, right? Like, like you, you're like, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of milk. I need to yeah. get more milk. Yeah. yeah. Who left the bread open? Like, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's the reality is that, you know, we think that we know what reality is, but it's yeah. really just based off of human experience and the five yeah. senses that we have. And we all agree mutually, oh, this happens, right? Look, we go to work every day. We're all miserable. We hate it. Like, it's not a normal right. way of living, right? Like, going to work right. is just not, it doesn't feel right. Like, it just no. doesn't, you know, somebody's like, oh, I love to work. I'm like, you're yeah. stupid. Yeah, that's just not, <laughs> nobody enjoys work. Yeah. <laughs> nobody. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. We, we, we're a weird species and uh, arrogance, too. Like, you, you oh, mentioned, yeah. they, maybe they've been here the whole time. We haven't been paying attention, and yeah. it's like, wow, that's pretty bad. If and that's, that's what the makes case. me wonder: with us now paying more attention, what's going to change? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. yeah but it's I mean, both scary and awesome at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's, I mean, there's some theories that, like, you know, that we as a people used to interact with them. Right. And that's where all like the stories of like fairies and elves and dwarves and all that kind God, of stuff yeah. comes from. Is that we used to interact with them long ago, but somewhere along the way we got arrogant. Maybe it's the right thing, or or something. We kind of closed off that part of ourselves. I mean, I do know a lot of historians will say it's when we moved from a matriarchal society to a patriarchal one. You know, when it became more about hunting and gathering and fighting and war as opposed to protecting and building and which is what the matriarchal societies were more about yeah. was uh, community and things like that that that's when that kind of went away because men inherently want more power they want more things and if you've got 
creatures that you know whatever we can't explain you know we're afraid of right we should yep. fear is, is, is and a very whatever we fear thing. we attack right? we attack yeah yeah so yeah but you but, know it's, it's based off of our history too like we're worried because people that always have the technical technical technological wow that was a hard word technological <laughs> uh advantage usually wins you know if there's going to be a takeover right. or anything like that so yeah i would understand that you know when you hear guys like sean cahill and kevin day yep. being afraid be, not being afraid but just in awe because these people were in charge of you know the best <laughs> right. the best equipment in the, the world stuff, and they're the like that we scares us <laughs> yeah we can't do anything about this right. like that that is important that is a huge you know and often you know we all want disclosure in a sense that we want somebody official coming out and i don't know who that's going to be and that's really relevant i think disclosure is coming from the men and women that serve in the military Agreed. that have had experiences yeah. the more of them that come forward that is what disclosure yeah. is right yep. i mean we yeah. we've talked about it before disclosure is not a, a single individual announcing from the hilltops it's a ground up approach right yeah yeah, yeah. seeping Grass- from the ground right grassroots like, right? yeah so yeah a me too fo if you will <laughs> hashtag me too fo let's start this twitter get going dude i am that's going in our hashtags that's going show. on hashtag yeah telling you um well jason we're gonna go ahead and, and uh wrap things up here but i wanted to give you an opportunity to uh tell people where they can find you where they can listen to you and anything else you got going on because sir you are well worth paying attention to Oh, thank you. No, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, UAP Studies is available pretty much everywhere. You can download a podcast, except Apple, because Apple makes it really difficult for me to, to post up there. I don't know if it's just my incompetence or they're just making things extra complicated, but um, promise I'm working on that. As well. <laughs> it took us a while. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I just I don't know what the, what the issue there is. Um, but uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter just got on twitter so i'm still new there so uh it's still it's, it's a bit of a learning curve isn't it yeah it yes. is twitter thing yeah it is and we'll be we'll be tagging you there and facebook and all of that stuff so people have access to those um social media uh, nice. outlets and uh stuff like that man so i well, appreciate it that's yeah. that's awesome yeah jason gilmet thank you so much for coming on the show and on uh we we don't say this to everybody but we would love to have you back <laughs> again anytime. down the road man anytime man. um i really would love to dig deep into your 13 year old story and yeah. uh, get our hypnosis friend on you <laughs> yeah why not did, <laughs> did i get missing time what happened That's that, yeah, I, really. he, he did one for me and uh we're writing a book and so we're kind of saving the full story for that book but it right. it blew my mind Right. The memories that yeah. came back. It's crazy, yeah. man. Um, but anyways, thank you so much, sir. And uh, again, you're always welcome on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason Gilmet. Man, UAP studies. UAP study. UAP studies. The podcast. <laughs> it now has a the in there. Um, check that out. Literally, guys, his podcast is fantastic. What an amazing show, but what an amazing guest, Josh. We got to dig deeper into yeah. his story and his story of the UFO experience. Holy moly. Right. I mean, he saw a cigar, a tic tac, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, so 80, very different things, 80 feet above his head. Well, what's really amazing is, uh, how a lot of that stuff is described it makes it you know the the tic-tac makes it feel small 
but a lot of those craft are described as being like football size like football yeah. field size so yeah yeah who knows i don't know man but i i'm just blown away what a great conversation um and i bet you he's got more stories than just that one you know I, i'm like oh, next yeah. time we have him on we need to ask him about the one he saw with his wife that's yeah, what i want to well, know anything how his does brother she seen. feel about it yeah how does she feel about it right yeah because <laughs> i know both of our wives would be like well i mean it was probably a drone yeah it was <laughs> probably they, swamp gas you don't want to believe yeah in a balloon Shaped like a drone. Inside of a weather balloon. Inside of a balloon, weather balloon. Yep. Oh my God. (laughs) Carried by a drone. Carried by a drone. Yep. And and Kevin. got there. Yeah. He's he's riding on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like a like a bucket bronco. Just you know. Oh man. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for tuning in as you usually do here on the Unex Network, the new mainstream as well as the Fearscape Media Network. Um, we want to remind people we do have a YouTube show uh as well called Astral Stew. Um, and uh, I believe that as of this airing, we have dropped Astral Stew not just as a YouTube show, but as a podcast. So you'll be able to find those on uh, all the streaming networks, uh, unless we're having issues with Apple as well <laughs> for, uh, for that. But be on the lookout for Astral Stew as a podcast. Uh, it's just the shows in audio form. Uh, but yeah, check out that. We've got some other great things. Yeah. Josh, we post a lot of our UAP sightings that we've caught right. on the psionics yeah. on the fearscape media page so that's youtube.com slash uh fearscape media um and and they can get to that through the fearscape media page or the convergence network page as well right that's correct yeah okay yeah it's all so linked. there it's linked all over and don't forget man if you guys have a really cool sighting if you got something going on you can always submit a sighting to us or just email us at contact at the convergence enigma.com let us know what kind of sightings or maybe you've got an encounter from the fearscape you've got a scary story you want to tell us that's happened to you or anything like that you can send those things in uh and of course unxnetwork.com you guys so Whitley Stryber's got a show, dude. Billy Carson's got a show. These, yeah. This is an amazing right. thing. And yes, we are still in puppy dog love with them because they picked us up. Okay. <laughs> yes. But there's a reason, just like Jason's show. It's good content. It's good quality. Um, right. it, it's it's great. It's phenomenal. And uh, we're very blessed to be a part of that. Get ready for April, y'all. April is Alien Abduction Month. Yeah. I, I figured it's time to tell you. It is Alien Abduction Month uh, in April, where all four episodes are going to be about alien abductees uh, and alien abductions. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys don't want to miss out on that. And we're even going to have Santosh coming back on the show. Santosh David, who's That's our right. host on Astral Stew. That's right. I uh, just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. I have been Stefan, and I just want to remind everybody, keep your eyes to the skies. And this has been Josh. The truth is now. And remember, folks, don't stop searching. Don't stop questioning. Keep it going, y'all. Keep it going, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>